This is World Lutheran News Digest, an audio news magazine bringing you a look at significant events in worldwide Lutheranism. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO, a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Today on World Lutheran News Digest... I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. Jesus warned his followers that they would be persecuted. One of those facing persecution today is the Reverend Andrew Brunson. The Presbyterian pastor has ministered to a small Christian congregation in the Muslim country of Turkey for more than 20 years. But nearly two years ago, he was arrested, being accused of connections with a terrorist group, although he was not charged with a crime until 18 months after his arrest. The Turks are now holding a series of hearings in the case where only the prosecution is allowed to present evidence. The United States Commission on International Religious Freedom tracks religious persecution worldwide and is closely monitoring Pastor Brunson's plight. Commission Vice Chair Christina Ariaga has met with Brunson and attended one of his hearings. She speaks with me today on World Lutheran News Digest. And now today's Fast Track. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration signed a new contract on July 25th to acquire fresh human fetal tissue to transplant into humanized mice. This so that the mice will have a functioning human immune system, according to information published by the FDA and General Services Administration. Reacting to the report that the FDA did contract to obtain this human fetal tissue to transplant into humanized mice, Pro-life organizations are demanding that the U.S. government terminate funding of research that uses tissue taken from aborted babies. In fiscal 2018, the National Institutes of Health, which is a separate entity from the FDA, but also part of the Department of Health and Human Services, estimates that it will spend $103 million on fetal tissue research. In fiscal 2017, it spent $98 million in their statements. Pro-life organizations called not just for the termination of this contract, but also for laws prohibiting all such use of taxpayer funds. In July, the House Appropriations Committee approved a bill to fund the Department of Health and Human Services that includes language that would prohibit the funding of research that uses tissue taken from babies that were aborted. The University of New Mexico has announced that it is suspending human fetal tissue experimentation program after it determined that researcher Robin Oles violated the university's Health Sciences Center policy regarding aborted baby remains it obtained from Southwestern Women's Options, one of the few facilities in America that openly conducts abortion through all nine months of pregnancy. Oles was banned from continuing her experimentation on aborted baby remains after two university committees found that she had not properly filed required paperwork concerning her relationship with the Michigan company Zeitschik, which procured aborted baby parts from Oles for use in its own experiments. Oles also failed to seek an internal review of her research, according to the Albuquerque Journal newspaper. The University of New Mexico and Southwestern Women's Options, which is the sole supplier of aborted baby remains to the university's Health Science Center, are under investigation by the U.S. Department of Justice for the illegal sale of aborted baby remains for valuable consideration, which is a federal crime. The outcome of the investigation is pending. Research has now confirmed that women who have abortions have an increased risk of psychological issues and even violent death. 
A study published in the British Journal of Psychiatry shows that women who have an abortion face an increased risk of mental health problems, including substance abuse, anxiety, and depression. Researchers analyzed data on 877,000 women, including 164,000 who'd had an abortion. They found that women who had an abortion experienced an 81% increase in risk for mental problems. This is World Lutheran News Digest. I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. My guest today is Christina Ariaga, who's the vice chair of the United States Commission on International Religious Freedom. Ms. Ariaga, can you say a little bit about yourself and about the role of the commission? Uh, sure. The United States Commission on International Religious Freedom was created roughly 20 years ago by Congress. It's the only body of its type in the entire world. And what we do at the commission is to monitor religious freedom situation in a number of countries, and they make recommendations to the Department of State, the White House, and to Congress on measures that could be taken to improve the religious freedom in these uh, situation in these countries. The commission is comprised of nine commissioners appointed by leadership in the House, the Senate, and the White House. We come from both parties. We come from all sorts of different religious backgrounds and from all over the United States. There's a volunteer on paid position, and we are very honored to serve um, and talk about this issue around the world. The commission has become involved lately in the case of Pastor Andrew Brunson. He's a Protestant pastor who's been living in the nation of Turkey now for about 22 years. Suddenly he finds himself in prison now for almost two years, accused of, of uh, conspiring with terrorist groups. I know that you have spoken to him and you've attended some of the hearings in the Turkish courts. What's going on with him? Pastor Andrew Brunson was incarcerated uh, roughly two years ago, and uh, I went to see him in prison. At the time, charges had not been filed against him. In fact, the prosecutor team in Turkey did not file charges against him for the first 18 months that he had been detained. And the prosecutor team leaked the 63-page indictment to the press before they even showed it to Pastor Brunson's attorney. This is a terrible, terrible situation for uh, Pastor Andrew Brunson. As you mentioned, he had been pastoring a church peacefully in Izmir for over 20 years. He loves and prays the people uh, and prays for the people of Turkey. And uh, upon being imprisoned, um, he lost uh, over 50 pounds. He was isolated from the rest of the inmates. Initially, he was placed in a cell meant for eight people with 20 other inmates. He was finally transferred to Kiriklar Prison, where I saw him him. Uh, he now has someone else in his cell that is accused of also participating in the coup d'etat. Everyone knows these charges are orchestrated by the Turkish government and they're entirely false. And uh, his latest hearing took place um, last month. I traveled to Turkey to, to attend the hearing. And sadly, um, the next hearing has been scheduled for October the 12th. The prosecutor team is calling to, for a sentence of 35 years in prison. Given the fact that he is 50 years old, he turned 50 while in prison, this is essentially a life sentence. Now, he has been accused of cooperating with a, a terrorist organization. There's absolutely no proof that he has done this. What could the motivation of the Turkish government be? 
I think the Turkish government thought that they could use him in a game of hostage diplomacy, which the Turkish government has often engaged in. Since Erdogan came to power, uh, he eliminated all opposition press, the press, the radio, television, everything is controlled by the government. Whenever there are demonstrations or people want to go out to the street to call for free speech or freedom of religion or belief, uh, he turns off uh, all social media channels, understanding that, of course, the Arab Spring happened uh, because of social media. And for some reason, he thought that the United States would agree to trade Andrew Brunson for uh, Fethullah Gulen, who uh, Erdogan blames for the coup d'etat. This is a uh, religious figure who's currently in Pennsylvania in the United States. Of course, the United States does not make such trades. So now Erdogan has started to do the backstroke and said that he never intended to have um, to do a trade with Pastor Brunson. And what Pastor Brunson is undergoing is a fair trial because Turkey is a country that respects the rule of law. That is entirely false. Uh, when I was at the judicial hearing, there were three judges who were clearly feeding the prosecution witnesses information. No evidence has been precise uh, has been presented against Andrew Brunson, and no evidence has been asked uh, for by by the judges. This case has come to the attention of some very high-level officials within the United States government over and above the commission. We are seeing uh, statements by the president, by the vice president, by the secretary of state. Congress has taken note of it. So we are applying some pressure. We, the United States, is trying to secure the release of this man. Um, absolutely. And I have to tell you, this is... It's a tragedy, but it's also so extremely uh, moving to to watch him and his wife, Noreen, in action uh, at the last judicial hearing, which, by the way, takes place in a basketball court that has been turned, in, turned into a, a court. Uh, Andrew Brunson sits way up in the front. There are easily 500 empty chairs between him and where his wife and anyone attending the hearing is allowed to sit. So imagine the distance. So first of all, Andrew Brunson in the last two years has lost some of his sight. Um, so whenever he looks back, his wife stands up with her hand over her heart so he knows that she's there. Uh, the other incredibly moving moment at the last hearing was when Pastor Brunson endured two hours of prosecution witnesses against him. These are people who claim to have been members of his church. These are people that he knew making false allegations. And when one of the judges asked him to speak, Pastor Brunson said, my faith teaches me to forgive. So I forgive those who testify against me. And the judge went nuts saying that uh, they were not there to talk about faith. Uh, so Andrew Brunson went on to say, none of the people who testified ever heard me whisper anything in favor of the PKK. The PKK is a terrorist group that he is, that Pastor Brunson is accused of aiding. Uh, but it was a moment uh, that sent a chill in the room that he, in spite of having lost 50 pounds, in spite of being completely isolated, the only English speaker, the only American, the only Christian in prison, he was able to muster the strength to forgive those people who had testified against him. The nation of Turkey is a technically a secular state. It is one of the very few secular states in the Middle East, especially in the Muslim world. How much of this has changed with the ascension of President Erdogan, who is an open Islamist? 
Turkey has never really been a secular state. Uh, they claim to be, but uh, the founder, the creator of the country of, of Turkey suppressed uh, Muslims in the country banned the hijab. Uh, he thought that in order to be a NATO ally, be part of the European Union, and be modern, they needed to repress religion as something that was medieval. I think that the fact that Erdogan has been able to bank on uh, on the Islamist movement is precisely because of the anger of those Muslims who were suppressed for so many years. Turkey has a very, very high illiteracy rate. Uh, recently, in, in fact, uh, there was a newspaper report that over 40% of women in Turkey are married off uh, in an arranged marriage, many of them to their own relatives. Uh, this is a country that faces serious issues with education, and it's a country that has become radicalized uh, precisely because religion was, was repressed. So, of course, Erdogan is taking advantage of this anger and this to sort of start a populist movement. Um, there is no rule of law in Turkey. There have been many diplomats killed in the streets of Turkey, uh, and this has been done with impunity. And in fact, Pastor Brunson is not the only American in prison. There are four or five Americans who are in prison. And Erdogan also had uh, two embassy workers who had been working with Americans for over 20 years uh, detained, imprisoned, and many of these people have yet to face charges. Are we seeing persecution of Christians in general in Turkey, or is Pastor Brunson a, a specific target? Pastor Brunson is a specific target, but absolutely there's great persecution of Christians in Turkey. This has sent a, a wave of, of chill uh, in the Christian Turkish community. Many foreign pastors have been uh, detained and then uh, sent out of the country. And in fact, when Andrew Brunson got a notice from the police department to show up at the police department and he thought he was either going to have a renewal of his permit issued or he was going to be deported. Well, he never went back home again, and he showed up voluntarily at the police department, knowing that a lot of pastors were being detained and deported at the time. But many of the people, many of the Christians who attend Pastor Brunson's trial uh, and hearings know that uh, they're risking their lives just by showing their uh, face at the hearing. Uh, it's an incredibly courageous uh, group of Christians in Turkey that are trying to stand firm on these uh, on these very difficult days. This has taken a toll on his health, I believe. He has lost 50 pounds. He is, um, when I met with him last year in prison, uh, I had the feeling that he felt uh, psychologically dislocated. He didn't know why he had been arrested. Uh, he had absolutely no access to anyone, unlike um, other prison systems, like the American prison system, where there's a cafeteria, there's an exercise area, there's a communal room. In Turkey, the prisons, uh, prisoners are confined to their cell 24-7. Food is brought to them a couple of times a day. They don't have an exercise area, and he could only see his wife or the consular officer once a week, and he can only see his wife through a plexiglass uh, window once a month sometimes for good behavior he's allowed to see his wife face to face the first year of his imprisonment uh, he wasn't even allowed to speak uh, english to his wife i imagine because they didn't have enough translators to find out and monitor what he was telling his wife so he's isolated uh, he is uh, in a terrible situation right now he has been released now 
uh, for home arrest, but he cannot leave his house. He has a monitoring device around his ankle. And uh, it, there is no doubt that this has taken quite the psychological toll on him and his wife. And a physical toll as well, 50 pounds lost? Yes. Yes, indeed. Have you been in touch uh, much with his wife? How is she holding up to this? She's one of the most elegant and strong people I have met in my 25-year career working on religious freedom issues. I'm, I'm sure you hear my accent. I'm Cuban-American. My father fled Fidel Castro's Cuba for religious reasons, and my mother was in a concentration camp in Germany. I have devoted my entire professional career uh, to religious freedom issues because I think it's a vital core human right that is now being treated as the eccentric uncle of the human rights family. I have met many courageous people, few like Noreen. She has stood firm uh, with her husband. She is um, she's a great risk uh, in Turkey, and uh, there have been times that the newspapers in Turkey have threatened to have her detained as well, which would be devastating for both of them. Uh, we, whenever they are released, and I believe they will, and I believe they will come to the states. Uh, certainly, these are people who will have an incredible story of courage to tell other Christians. What has the United States actually threatened to do? What kind of pressure have we said that we will put on Turkey to release this man? There are a number of uh, things going on at the same time. The Senate version of the bill that authorizes uh, basically uh, spending for the Pentagon, the National Defense Authorization Act, specifically stipulates that F-35 jets, which we were in the process of selling to Turkey, may not be sold to Turkey until Andrew Brunson and the other Americans are released. This is going to be a huge hit for Turkey. Congress is also calling now for targeted sanctions. What that means is under a bill called the Magnitsky Act, anyone who has been personally involved in any mistreatment of Andrew Brunson or for that matter for for anyone else in, in Turkey will be banned from coming to the United States and so will their relatives. Sadly, the situation is the following many people who are involved in torture of christians and other religions around the world are able to send their family to come here to go christmas shopping the magnitsky act wants to stop all of that there may be other targeted sanctions for instance turkey is a big exporter of hazelnuts the nutella company gets most of his hazelnuts from turkey there is a call by some americans to ban um, americans who are doing business with with turkey and also there and there's a big issue with tourism uh, turkey was a thriving have had a thriving tourist industry and currently uh, tourism has declined dramatically and all Americans, in fact, there's no tourist who is safe in Turkey. And I would strongly advise anyone thinking of traveling there to not go. The uh, F-35 ban, I think, is especially important. Uh, this is the top fighter in the world now. I mean, this is like this is a fifth-generation fighter. And I know that the Turks have been planning to upgrade their air force for some time. And they are a NATO ally. So this uh, this is going to have some enormous implications on them. And, of course, the Turkish military plays a strong role within the Turkish government. 
Yes, and, the, and, and we have a base in Turkey. So the Erdogan has threatened many times unless the sale of the F-35 takes place that he will close the base. And, of course, Turkey is situated between countries that we need to monitor, uh, Syria and uh, Iraq and Iran. Uh, so it would be a loss for the United States. And right now the Congress is fed up with the detention of Americans, particularly Pastor Brunson's detention, and they're willing to take whatever measures are necessary to make sure that he is released. Well, we've discussed the situation of Pastor Brunson and his wife. What of his congregation? Is it gone? Uh, his church in Izmir is uh, still conducting um, Bible studies and still uh, praying. Um, I am sure that they're waiting to see what's going to happen with Pastor Brunson and whether or not to continue. But there was a strong Christian presence at his hearing. Uh, pastors came from Istanbul. Uh, there was a pastor who came in from Brooklyn. Uh, there was the head of his church from the Midwest came. There has been a strong demonstration of support by Christians in Turkey and Christians abroad. And Turkey, or at least the predecessor to Turkey, that was the, the, the old Byzantine Empire, which, which occupied what is now Turkey, was one of the hearts of Christianity. And there are many, many Christians were there after its conquest by the Ottomans. And they still are there. The, 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 in fact, the church that Pastor Brunson uh, was pastoring is only an hour from Ephesus where St. Paul wrote most of his letters, if not all of them, uh, from Turkey. And the house that is attributed to have been the house of Mary, the mother of God, is also there. The Byzantinist uh, academics uh, think that even though there was a massive uh, forceful conversion to Islam, many of the Christians in the area continued to practice their Christianity in secret and carried on the verbal tradition of having seen uh, both Mary and St. John in that area. Uh, there's still a lot of architectural remnants that indicate that the, there was a very strong Christian presence, and it's, it's heartbreaking to see this country forgive, uh, I'm sorry, forget its, its Christian roots. The, the, the big mosque in Istanbul, the, uh, which uh, used to be uh, Constantinople, which was the capital of the Byzantine Empire, was the uh, site of the old St. Uh, uh, Sophia Church, I believe. Yes, uh, and uh, the Santa Sophia had, uh, it's, it was a miracle of a building because architecturally to build something like that at the time uh, was really remarkable. And it, uh, when the Ottoman Empire took over, they painted over all of the frescoes and the mosaics that um, the Orthodox Church had elaborately put together. Turkey made it into a museum and was in the process of uncovering one of the angels that sits in the in one of the columns. It's actually a cherubim with six wings. And regrettably, recently, last year, uh, here at USERV, we heard that uh, there had been a call to prayer and a Juma, a Friday evening service uh, for the uh, Muslims in the area. So there was an outcry from the Greek Orthodox Church to either keep it as a museum and not have services or to allow the Greek Orthodox to continue to worship in that church. Unfortunately, the government of Turkey would not allow the Greek Orthodox Church to go in. Uh, however, they continue to allow uh, Muslim services during Ramadan to take place inside that building. 
Well, Pastor Brunson has a hearing coming up. I believe it's his fourth. Uh, what's going to happen with that? Well, I'm an optimist. Um, the next hearing is scheduled October 12th. I hope he is in North Carolina in his home resting and seeing his family for the first time in uh, in two years. He wasn't able to walk his daughter down the aisle when she got married. He wasn't. He was arrested the same weekend as his son's 21st birthday. His children, of course, are not traveling to Turkey to see him, and they're desperate to see him. So I'm hopeful that he will be released before then. What is the hearing for? Because he's not actually had a trial yet. These are just a series of hearings, and he wasn't even accused of a crime until after 18 months after his arrest. The hearing, in theory, uh, is to present evidence uh, for and against them. So far, only prosecutor witnesses have been allowed to testify, uh, and then at the last hearing, the judges allow one witness for the defense to testify. In theory, um, the Turkish government is conducting another hearing to present more evidence for or against him. But, for instance, at the last hearing, uh, there was a moment where um, one of the witnesses said that Pastor Brunson had a map of Kurdistan. Uh, but no one asked for the map, and no one showed the map. He also said, the witness for the prosecution said, um, I don't remember the names of the people who were involved in this, but maybe I will remember later. And... The judges did not object. Pastor Brunson's uh, attorney has been extremely courageous in pressing for him to be released, in pressing for him to be able to leave the country, but every single appeal has been uh, denied. I imagine that uh, the October the 12th hearing will be another form of a kangaroo court, and there will not be a fair trial for the man. Ms. Arriaga, this is a serious situation, and I want to thank you so much for your efforts and the efforts of the commission, and let's keep Pastor Brunson in our prayers. Yes, and for all the listeners, a lot of people ask me what can they do for Pastor Brunson. Uh, prayers, absolutely. But also call your member of Congress. Make sure people in your church community are aware that there's an American pastor in prison in Turkey. And uh, there's no effort that is too little. Uh, call your member of Congress. Call your senator. Make sure they're paying attention to this case. A lot of them are, but we need to maintain the pressure on the government of Turkey. Especially as this is an election year, this should be an issue. Thank you very much. I want to, again, thank you for your efforts, and thank you for being on the program. Thank you so much. World Lutheran News Digest may be heard every Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. and again at 9.30 a.m. Saturday Central Time on Worldwide KFUO. It may also be heard anytime streaming online at kfuo.org. Join us again next Wednesday for another new edition of World Lutheran News Digest. I'm your host, Kip Allen. World Lutheran News Digest is a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO. You can also listen to WLN Digest on demand at kfuo.org. To correspond with World Lutheran News Digest, email news at kfuo.org.